Uh, good evening. Today is Monday, April 3rd, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week, we're looking at chapter, uh, sorry, step six, and our speaker tonight is Jim Kay. Thank you, Jim Kay, and I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Jim H., um, and thank you, Heidi, for asking me to uh, uh, be here tonight. And uh, I talked with Heidi earlier. I was a little anxious about uh, uh, giving a recorded lead. I'd never done that before, but um, I talked to my sponsor, and I'm okay with it now. So that's uh, I could just see the, the fear go away there. Um, <clears throat> it's great to see some familiar faces, and, and my sponsor's here tonight. And uh, I, I've been in OA about uh, nine years, um, I spent, uh, uh, I've been abstinent from sugar for about five years and four months. Um, and I'm just a grateful, uh, compulsive overeater. Um, it's, uh, you know, when I see people outside the program, they'll say, oh, you've lost a lot of weight. And, and I'll say, uh, I've lost a lot of weight and I've gained a lot of humility. And my emphasis is on the second part, and their emphasis is on the first part. But it's really uh, a whole new way of living. I'll, I'll pull up, Yvonne, you mentioned the uh, picture, so I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. Um, can, you, can you see? Yeah, we can see it. Okay. So I spent, I mean, all... So I spent, uh, you know, 35 years uh, isolated, um, me, 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 uh, anywhere from 65 to 100 pounds overweight. And, um, um, you know, came to OA and instantly knew that I was in the right place. Instantly, my first meeting felt an acceptance understanding it to be a disease and it's not something that I was just failing at or in, you know um and I just felt so welcomed um and I, I was I learned you know for the first several years I didn't have a sponsor I co-sponsored uh to an, another guy and we kind of co-sponsored each other and I had a, an accountability buddy and really the change started when I, um, you know, surrendered to uh, a sponsor. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, everything's changed since then. Let me, let me read uh, step six, because it's so short. If we can answer to our satisfaction, we then look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? And he now take them all, every one. If we still cling to some, we will not let go. We ask God to help us be willing. Um, <clears throat> I have a buddy whose name is Jose, and uh, he has a son named Andy. And uh, when I uh, was a little kid, I had a pacifier, and Andy told me the story of um, his son having a pacifier. And he has a picture uh, taken by his wife of uh, Jose and his son Andy with their foreheads touching from the side, and in between them, like in a triangle, is the pacifier. 
And when I was a kid, you know, the, it would be, gosh, darn it, take the pass. It would not, it would be sort of punishing, negative, critical, um, take the pacifier out. And Jose's uh, approach with his son was just pure fatherly love saying, hey, Andy, you don't need that pacifier anymore. He's, he's from Cuba and he called it a Tay-Tay. We called it a Bink. Andy, you don't need the Tay-Tay anymore. And Andy would sort of whimper like, oh, I kind of want it. And, and Jose would comfort him and love him and just say, oh, no, we don't, you don't need it anymore. Um, and, you know, about three or four months into abstinence, I was at a hotel conference room in California and, you know, they bring out the chocolate chip cookies in these hotel conferences and they're warm and they're moist. And, and my routine would be to grab a dozen of them and go up to my room and eat them. And just a voice came and said, you don't need these anymore. And, um, you know, that voice comes to me in, a, in different ways now. Um, you know, my life has changed totally. Uh, there's a, a poem by Nahira Wahid that I, I'd like to share, and it goes like this. And I said to my body softly, I want to be your friend. And my body took a breath and replied, I've been waiting my whole life for this. And that's sort of my story you know, my experience in a way is that, and you know, that applies to my body or to my soul um, that, you know, I, you know, everything's been waiting for me. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel a little disconnected right now. Um, so the, um, I, I love that poem and it's my story. Um, I, I've seen physical, spiritual, emotional, and just recently professional recovery. Um, the physical, I've, I, uh, I have four kids and three of them are athletes and I sort of lived my life through their athleticism uh, in a lot of step nine work with them, apologizing for not accepting them as exactly as they are and wanting them to be as I wanted them to be, which was to be athletes that would make their father proud. And now I'm sort of discovering my own athleticism in my 60s. Um, and spiritually, you know, I came into the program spiritually devoid. And I love that sound of that word devoid. There was just nothing. And it's just, it's not something that I've sought really originally, but it's happened. And, you know, the last year or two, I just, I used to read sports books and business books. And now I just read spiritual books. And I just want to develop more and more that, that side of me. Um, and, you know, professionally, uh, I, I kind of feel like I've been, in the belly of the whale, just sort of in darkness and a little lost. And, you know, that my God is sort of working on me and I'm suffering. And just in the last month, I have been blown through the whale's blowhole and just propelled. And it's like, God has flipped a switch and everybody's saying, can you help? And I, I kind of shifted from, uh, um, you know, what do I get out of it to how can I be useful? How can I be of help? 
And uh, that's made all the difference. So, you know, there's that notion that there are three prayers, um, help, uh, thanks, and wow. And I kind of feel like I'm experiencing the wow. Um, wow, physically, uh, um, and, and, and in so many other realms. Uh, so, um, so step, step six is, you know, six and seven are kind of the Rodney Dangerfield steps, you know, they're short, they don't, they're just, you know, quick and, and, and really step, step six, because seven has the beautiful prayer um you know my creator i am now willing that you should have all of me good and bad i pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows grant me strength as i go out from here to do your bidding and you know step six you know the, the line that uh, resonates for me is if we still cling to something and i think of these you know like in las vegas you know you go if in these gambling hotel lobbies it's like the clang 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 and i just see that word if we still cling and i think of it as clang you know just anytime we cling to for me it's self-pity for me it's control you know i know i can be decently miserable <laughs> and okay you know through my control that's how i got you know but but to give up and see you know, where, you know, God is taking this is, is just leaves me fearful. I had a dream uh, just the other night and I was sort of in the belly of the whale and, and people were waiting to get beat up. And this guy was coming at me like, okay, it's your turn to get beat up. And I woke up, I was like, I don't have to get beat up. And I was like, I don't have to be a victim. I can let go of that. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I, and I kind of feel like I've, you know, been a victim for all these years. Um, so a lot of my character defects end up being, you know, my feeling, you know, there's been a terrible mistake. I have been dealt the wrong cards and, you know, can you, you know, send me some different cards and, uh, um, and, you know, of course, uh, you know, we play, we, and just so learning and accepting that there's a purpose and to welcome these cards, to love these cards, to, to, to understand that, okay, if we're in the belly of the well, if we're in this hard, difficult period, you know, God is working on us, that we're changing and, you know, boom, we will be propelled through the blowhole and land on some beach. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm afraid, you know, to go up through that blowhole and, you know, being propelled to some, you know, new dimension uh, because of the desire for, for control. Um, willingness. Um, willingness to change. Um, you know, I, there's a, uh, I, I came across a, a quote, Sir St. Gregory of Nyssa. In the fourth century, um, sin happens when we refuse to keep growing. Sin happens when we refuse to keep growing. And that's sort of what OA has come. It's gone from the food, the emotional, spiritual, physical, and now for me, a little professional recovery to, you know, 
it's not just the food we ingest, you know, it's the websites we ingest. It's the, you know, the people that we allow into our lives and that, you know, to be accountable, you know, we have one life and to, to live this as, as, as best we can. Um, and to let go uh, and be willing to, you know, uh, have God remove these character defects, have, have be willing to let God walk through that door. And, you know, my, my sense is that God creates, creates circumstances that are challenges or tests, you know, for us to, to, um, uh, to keep growing. And, um, so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful to be a compulsive overeater because, because of that, uh, common affliction we all share, um, I've discovered a, a new way of living and, uh, um, it's, you know, on a good day at a good moment when I'm grounded and connected, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, so, um, I remember, uh, you know, working through the steps and, uh, with my, uh, my current sponsor and with step six, you know, a, a reluctance to let go of things. And I remember, you know, saying, uh, my, my, my sponsor saying, was there anything else you want to share? And like, oh man, you know, really, I really, you know, is there anything else you want to share? And it's just that goes back to sin happens when we refuse to keep growing. And if we're going to continue to keep growing, you got to be honest and you got to say it. And, uh, and then after you say it, you need to sort of accept it and be willing to have God present circumstances, walk through the door to, uh, to help us uh, remove this character defect. Um, that's what I got. I'm going to stop there. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jim. Really appreciate your presence and sharing. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. And again, we're on step six. We ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share, ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or press star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. All right. And we will, in one moment here. We'll start with uh, Leslie. 
Hey, thank you so much for your service to the meeting tonight. And, uh, and Jim, thank you for the share. I've never heard you, um, but I felt like we were having a cup of coffee. You know, it was just lovely, really lovely. And your tone, everything about you is so welcoming. So thank you very much for that. I have a Rodney Dangersfield story and I'm dying to share it, but then I was reminded that we're supposed to keep it on the, the chapter of the week. So <laughs> if anybody wants to know the story, you should call me because it's hilarious. It has to do with sex, so it's really funny. Um, but anyway, um, the sixth and seventh step, um, and, and I think you said uh, the, I couldn't really hear the word, but the growth stops the sin. Can you remind me of what that was about? The sin of something stops growth. I can't remember the, but I, I, I the reason I'm asking is because um, a friend of mine got her feelings hurt uh, in an, in the program and, and she's away on vacation. And she said, when I return home, I'm giving up my commitments to the meeting, right? Not this meeting, but another meeting. And, and that, that struck me as a way not to experience the growth edge, which is presenting itself through the resentment. And, um, and then I thought about the, the humility it takes to lean into the growth edge. So could you speak to any of that that resonates for you? I really appreciated your share, thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Um, the quote, Sir Gregory of NYSSA, um, fourth century, sin happens when we refuse to keep growing. Sin happens when we refuse to keep growing. Um, <laughs> you have to excuse me, Leslie, one more time on the what you wanted me to address there. I'm so sorry. No, I, I had a very convoluted question. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to um, understand, uh, I'm relating that to a growth edge, oh. right? Um, when, when, so that's, that's what I'm, I'm asking about is, is how do you express in a growth opportunity when you really don't want to grow in that particular scenario or moment? So through OA, my, uh, I default to yes. As my sponsor says, my fac factory uh, default settings, you know, are to yes, to participate, to engage, to connect. And, um, you know, throughout my day, you know, it seems I get these choices. You know, am I going to rest? That sort of, you know, the hungry, angry, lonely, tired, just always deal with that. But, uh, you know, it's like exercise. You know, I, I see it as a prayer of the body. And I just do it, you know, I just, I just do it. So um, I, I do it because that's how I keep growing and healing. And, you know, how I'm going to spend my time in the evening, am I going to go to cable news and sort of engage in all that? Or am I going to read a spiritual book? Um, or, you know, am I going to check some, you know, the ESPN website? you know, who am I going to hang out with? So it seems that 
you know, these little choices throughout the day, it's not just about the food, it's how we live our life. It's what we ingest in terms of reading, watching, connecting with people, et cetera. So to me, that's where the growth is now. It's that the whole portfolio of our life. Mm. Thanks, uh, Leslie and Jim. And next up we have Rick. Well, thanks, Jim. Um, I got a lot out of that. And uh, I love loved hearing your share and love seeing you here. And uh, I love your three prayers. I, I'm a keep it simple kind of guy um, with God's help and your help on my own. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a complicated mess um, and help. Thanks. And wow. You know, I mean, these prayers, I, I say in some form or another uh, all the time um, for me, that's just living, you know, in the fourth dimension today. Um, and I don't know which one of these prayers actually gives me more like the most powerful impact. Every one of them can just blow me away when I'm feeling connected. You know, when when I feel that gift of desperation in something, that's a beautiful place to begin. And that means that I'm going to be starting, you know, um, my my release process, you know, cause I'm blocked and, and, you know, that's what we're doing. You know, we six and seven, we just, well, we're on six. So, uh, you know, and it's, and it's asking a question, uh, you know, and, and if I'm asking that question, am I now willing to have God remove everything? I just admitted to you and to another human being, you know, I just, I went deep as deep as I could at that particular time. And if I have to go back and visit it, I will. And I brought it out, you know, and it's just, it's messy and it, it's horrible and it doesn't smell very good. And it's, you know, and it's, and it's a part of me. And, um, but now I've revealed it, you know, and if I don't reveal it, how can I ever really truly release it? You know, I'm as sick as my secrets. And, um, you know, and I love in step six, you know, we're, we're just willing to all the stuff we just went through. I don't want to carry this anymore. I cannot carry this alone. And I don't want to. You know, and before I can truly connect to my higher power in a way that's going to be meaningful and and connect in a way that transforms me, I can't have anything blocking me from that power. So that willingness to have God remove that power is vital for me, you know, and it just sets me up. It's it's me on the spring diving board. And then seven, of course, as I'm leaping in, you know, I'm just asking and then I'm going to I'm going to go on to close up anything and, and have closure on my past that's keeping me blocked. And then we just keep moving into action, into action, into action. But I love your, you know, your you do a deep dive into to literature. And I feel like I'm, you know, sort of on a little history, uh, you know, journey with you. And I'm imagining, uh, you know, this. Uh, not sure if I can say it, but Sir Gregor of. Uh, Nisa, right from the 1300s, is that right? And uh, or the fourth century, so that would, yeah, 300. So, wow, yeah. So, but anyway, I, I love that. Um, you know, if I'm gonna if if I'm gonna stop growing, then I'm immediately gonna revert back to the individual I was. You know, because that's just who I am on my own. You know, and I have to continually be willing, and willingness sets me up to just keep going. And, and I'm never, ever going to do this perfectly, but I haven't been keeping track of my time, but um, thanks again, so Jim. And uh, I love being here with all of you that I passed. Thanks for sharing, Rick. 
And next up, we have Meredith. Jim, thank you. Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody. I'm Meredith, a recovered compulsive reader. I don't even know what I want. Everything you said was kind of like a little gem, but um, did, when you say professional recovery, is that as a result of amends that you made or I, I don't know, my head is kind of there right now. So I'm curious about that. And it's come up in um, outreach recently about making professional amends. And um, boy, that's a scary one to me. So I wanted to ask about that. And um, I love that you said, oh, about um, that it was a disease when it dawned on you that it was a disease, not just something I was failing at. Um, and did that take you a long time to get? It took me a decade. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just curious about that. Thank you so much. That was, that was a really wonderful share. Pass. Um, the professional, I'm an independent consultant and, um, I, um, everybody's saying yes. <laughs> and they used to say maybe, or Let's talk in, you know, two months. So I, I, I think that it's just, you know, I, I look at it spiritually and I think I'm ready. And, and um, you know, and I've shifted. You know, I, my mindset is not putting out there, what about me, 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 me. It's about, I think I can be useful here. I, you know, Chuck C's book, A New Pair of Glasses, references just be useful and God will take care of your compensation. And, you know, I, I'll work on things and thinking, I, I think I can be useful here. I want to get this idea out. I don't know if I'm going to get paid, but I think it's an important idea that I can be a catalyst for. <laughs> what's what's happened lately, Mary? Is everybody saying yes, and we'll pay you? So, so um, it's it. That's what I mean about being propelled through the whale's blowhole and just being propelled. And it's and that's change. You know, I my physical recovery had a similar. You know, my God thinks very big. You know, I. I uh, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I ran the New York City Marathon last November. I mean, my God, you know, these are not things that were ever on my bucket list. <laughs> you know, going to Africa, climbing a mountain, and it's like my my God thinks over the top sometimes, and I'm just kind of following along. And that sort of that professional experience is sort of happening. Uh, that physical experience is sort of happening professionally, and and there have been some relationships as well in that realm. So uh, I, I think I have changed. I think I've approached the universe differently. It's less about me, 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 and more about almost like in a program way. I think I can be helpful to somebody here. 
Thank you for that question. Thanks, Meredith and Jim. And next up, we have Joanna. Hi, everybody. I'm Joanna. I'm a compulsive overeater and orthorexic, and I'm really grateful I hopped on this meeting. Um, Jim, thank you for your share. Your voice was very like calming and relaxing, and I feel like that's what I needed. <laughs> and actually, that's what I need all the time. Um, because my brain has been so loud with so much chatter today um, and the past couple days. And today I just woke up pissed off, can't say why. And, but I just, I don't want to feel like this anymore, you know? And I know that I don't have to anymore. And, you know, I also really resonated with what you said about the growth. Um, because the way I see it is like, there's really only two options I have. It's either I keep going down this road of recovery and growing and getting, you know, better in every way of my life, or I just don't. <laughs> and my life goes back to what it used to be, which is like a nightmare. And, um, Again, like I was just pissed off today and I had a yoga class right before this. And I was just thinking to myself, like, God, I don't want to be here. I want to be at home doing nothing. <laughs> and I want to be laying in bed. And, you know, it's just such an important reminder. It's like, you might not want to do it in the moment, but it's like, esteemable acts build self-esteem. And it's like, I just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other, especially on the days where I feel pissed off and I don't feel like doing anything. Um, and then eventually the motivation becomes intrinsic because I see all the ways that my life improves because of the things that I do. So yeah, I'm just happy to be here. I'll pass there, thanks. Thanks, Joanna. And next up, we have Nancy P. Hi, um, Nancy P. Recovering in West Newton, Massachusetts. Um, thank you, everybody, for your service. Thank you, Rick, for your share. Um, right, Rick? Sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, um, yeah. I went to the gym. Uh, sorry, Jim. I went to the um, the, to the gym the other day and. Um, I saw uh, they put these slogans on the on the whiteboard about working out and stuff, which I hate working out, um, but I do it because it's good for me. And um, I saw one and I had to text my son, who's totally into working out. And I said, what's the expression? Pain is something leaving the body. And he said, pain is weakness leaving the body. But I decided the reason that I didn't remember it is because I was thinking about my recovery and I decided that... Um, Pain is um, self leaving the body. Pain is hopelessness leaving the body. Pain is powerlessness leaving the body. Because all those things are what I needed to like shed so that I could get right. And, um, and it wasn't pleasant, you know? It kind of sucked. And um, I feel about step six, strictly about step six, that um, it's the wind up. And seven is the pitch. 
And the book doesn't say you must do any of this. They say, if you don't do some, whatever they say, you're gonna drink. And the book says here about step six that, um, are we now ready to have this removed, not let go of? That's And let, letting go, when Nancy P tries to let go of something, there's claw marks in it. So I, I prefer not to do that. I prefer to surrender. If we still cling to something, we will not let go. Everybody knows about me and my agnosticism. So I don't really wanna be willing. I don't really wanna, I don't like, if willingness did it for me, I wouldn't be here now because I was super duper willing to eat and be thin. And step six doesn't rush me. Says you wanna dig your heels in Nancy P, go right ahead. But if you don't wanna dig your heels and if you wanna get better, step six is where the rubber hits the road. Up until, well, step four anyways, I feel like isn't work. It's organizing. Step five is where the work kind of begins because it's a little difficult to say things out loud. But step six is where the real work, I mean, you know, really, really starts. You know, if you, I'm not into baseball either, but I know that pitchers can pitch really fast, like 100 miles an hour, but they can't just throw the ball from the mound and say, okay, there you go. It's pitched, it's 100 miles an hour. No, they got to put some beef behind it if you'll forgive the metaphor they gotta wind whatever they do they like wind up they lift their legs up and then they scream and you know like they throw it as hard as they can and it can it goes really fast that's what step six is preparing me to do the actual like getting rid of part which is step seven and i love how you know that was painful because you know make up your mind nancy p do you want to get better or do you want to stay sick not like it says earlier, those are not the two alternatives difficult to make a choice between accepting spiritual health or to go on as we were to the bitter end. And um, but like all things that have to do with surrender, it only hurts until you do it. And um, I guess that's what I have to say about step six. Thanks, Nancy. And we will now stop the recording for an unrecorded for unrecorded questions or shares with the Zoom host, please stop.